This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.omf.ie an Ormond School of Motoring was established 32 years ago and in that time has literally put thousands of drivers of cars, trucks and buses through their paces and their driving tests. And earlier in the week, I caught up with Brian Butler of Ormond School of Motoring and I started our chat by asking him how business is now that many of the most stringent COVID restrictions have been lifted. Great, John. Uh, we can we can report that uh, things have never been as good. Um, it's it's very busy because you had lockdown, so there is a certain amount of backlog there on the smaller vehicles, meaning the cars. Mm. And you have a lot of young people there that are in situations where really they're under pressure to get a car license because they may be they may have taken up a job uh, outside of of the city and they need to get the transport to get there. So for that reason alone, you're going to have a hell of a lot of people that have applied and there's a backlog, as I said, in the car licence at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, It's become a lot more um, regulated and uh, more involved. I actually did uh, my driving tests following being tutored by your father um, and I got it, I will say. But at that stage, yes. it, w- it, was, there wasn't, it wasn't as structured, but it's very structured now with theory tests and numbers of uh, lessons. Uh, yeah. And all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, T- things have look. Things have moved on in everything in society, and driving training is no different. It, it was an area that was left um, where there was not a, a lot of regulation, uh, and uh, the RSA, stroke the Department of Environment, before uh, took it on a board to regulate the whole industry. Uh, so, therefore, uh, any person, if you're sending your son or daughter for driving lessons, are going to be with what they call an approved driving instructor. Mm. So that's someone basically that is of a standard or a set standard that's approved by the RSA, which is the overall governing body uh, for for driver training. And that person would have gone through three stages of an exam, which would be theory, uh, their own ability at driving, and then uh, instruction ability. And uh, from there then, uh, that's where you have what they call an ADI instructor. Yeah, now, um, talking over on this programme over the months, something that's come up a lot is the supply chain and the delivery of goods and the disruption of Brexit. And last yeah. week we just mentioned about the shortage of, of truck drivers in the UK, but there's a bit of a shortage looming in Ireland as well. Talk to us about the whole role of truck drivers, the scarcity of getting them, and, and how you actually go about training them. Yeah, well, look, uh, look. I'll just talk from my own experience. First of all, uh, you have a situation where, I suppose, John, uh, we need to watch, and people need to watch what's happening in the UK because unlike uh, other places, you have a scenario where uh, if there's, what's happening in England isn't far away from what's going to happen here. And there's, there, it's been put out there in the media at the moment that even for Christmas time, the, 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 the amount of goods that may be on the shelves may not be there uh, because of this supply chain. And it's starting, I suppose, with the fact that, I suppose, uh, trans transport industry are finding it difficult to find drivers and you say well why is that you have to look at maybe rates and payments and it's a, a vicious circle it starts at the top the transport industry has to get paid for for delivering the goods they have to get 
a set figure to make it worthwhile and then they in turn then have to employ staff to be able to deliver that service. So I suppose really listening to the feedback from drivers in England, they are questioning maybe the rates that are paid to drivers. Mm. And uh, the, the English system has gone through where the English driver is backing down from driving. And they have got in non-nationals then from different countries who in turn then have gone back to their own, their own country uh, for different reasons or feeling that maybe they're being taken advantage of. And now they're left in a situation where there is a shortage of drivers. So it's, 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 a, it's really down to, I suppose you could say, the finances of, of, of what the haulier has been paid and what he can pay the driver to drive the truck in the first place. Yeah, now a couple of months ago we spoke to the chief executive of DPD in Ireland on the programme and they've taken on like literally hundreds of new drivers. Have you seen a kind of change in the, in the amount and the type of people that are coming to you? for um, driver training and if so is there anything behind it? Yeah well look uh, I mean look look, as I said you know during COVID you you had this situation John where I suppose people uh, were forced into stopping and ourselves included but you, you got people from different industries and they start to reflect on on what they wanted to do going forward. And I suppose uh, some of these people may have been working uh, jobs where it was anti-social hours and maybe they wanted to have more structure to their to their, their everyday living and they may have wanted to have their time off at night time. So the transport industry is crying out, as you said, for, for people. And uh, some people have seized that opportunity and come to the Army School of Motoring and have upgraded their licenses from a car onto a rigid truck and also onto coach driving. Yeah, and how long would that journey typically take from a, a car driver to a, a truck driver qualified? Well, well, I would say, John, look, in a, if a person had a car licence uh, with proper structure driving lessons off with the home school motor, you could be looking at somewhere between 8 to 12 weeks a person could actually obtain a Category C rigid truck licence and uh, with a proper structure of lessons uh, uh, that that would be attainable now normally we would say to someone look go away and get some experience with the category C rigid truck and then get yourself some seat time behind the wheel and from there then uh, you could upgrade to the HGV articulated truck and again um, I suppose uh, usually the the, the financial repayment uh, up, just say the financial benefits is you may be on a maybe a stronger wage as you upgrade your license as well. Yeah. Now, as I said, the coach industry again, you'll find the coach operators. There's never enough coach uh, coach drivers out there, mm. but you have a vast major, you have a vast range, I should say, of uh, of coach type of jobs from small uh, light uh, buses where you have special needs children that need to be brought to school, right up to the coaches that are delivering the the big services to the airports and further afield. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I know from talking to you, Brian, you're passionate about your business. It's a family yeah. business. Your your father yeah. star- started. But I know from talking to you as well that you too, Ireland's own you too, a beautiful day, I will follow, etc. They've had a big influence on your business philosophy. Just tell us about that very briefly, if you would. Oh, well, well, yeah, John. Yeah, like yourself, big music fan but I kind of look I, I've looked at you two and admired them from a distance for a lot of years and I just believe that 
they had a great belief in where they wanted to get and that's the same belief that I, I, I was brought up on when we started this business back in, my dad did in 1978 and uh, we had, a, had an idea and we, we were passionate about it and uh, I feel like uh, we, we have, in a smaller version, got to the same level as you two as we are now and we have, the, the business has grown over the years and as I said, we do everything from the cars right up to the heavy trucks mm. and everything in between but it's just like I'd say look we have a we have a we, excuse the pun we have a drive about what we do yeah. as I said we're passionate and you two had the same vision that maybe they didn't necessarily know exactly where it was all going to end but they had that goal that they wanted to achieve and we have the same goal between all of us that are working in the in the school of motion we have the same uh, belief and that we want to get to, to the, we want to just hit the pinnacle and you know we're, we strive for that every day well Brian pleasure talking to you and best of luck to everybody in Ormond School of Motoring thank you very much John The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you in association with O'Neill Foley Accountants. Our website, onf.ie, shows the full range of services we provide to businesses large and small.